Welcome back to the Realignment Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Hope. This podcast will help you bridge the gap between science and spirituality and provide you with valuable tools, conversations, and insights on how to reconnect to your body and intuition. Expect deep dives into the world of nutrition, detoxification, mastering your intuition, and many more health and wellness topics. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the Realignment Podcast. Today, I'm going to record a short episode on highly requested morning and nighttime routines. So I often have a lot of clients that come to me or even friends that are like, I have these habits that I can't shake. And they tend to either be in the morning, like people waking up and looking straight at Instagram or at night and they're having trouble sleeping. So often people come to me and they're like, how do I build a morning or a nighttime routine And the first thing people always ask me is, what do you do or what should I do? And really, this episode is to give you some ideas of how you could construct your morning and nighttime routines, but really with the idea that this is your practice. So what works for me is definitely not guaranteed going to work for you. And the key to building night and morning routines that actually stick is to find something that really works well with your body. And we each have different medicines that work for us. Some people really enjoy movement. Some people enjoy meditation, breath work, but for other people, they might not enjoy that at all. So I'm going to give you some overview also on how my morning and nighttime routine has changed over the last couple of years, because it always does. And I think that with every phase in your life, You need different tools, different medicines. So um, let's dive into today's episode. So we're going to start with the morning routine. So the morning routine is really the way that you set up yourself for success. And one thing that a mentor told me recently is that if you don't really give back to yourself in the morning and make that the most important part of your day, then the rest of the day, you're really just giving from a place of lack. And so how can this morning become the reason that you wake up? So instead of being like, I I wake up because I have to do work or I have to go somewhere later, how can the feeling in your body be, wow, I get to wake up and do my morning practice and really look forward to reconnecting to yourself on a really, really deep level. So for me, Morning routines have always kind of come and and go and um, I go through phases where I'm not as in touch with my morning routine and it just throws my whole day off. It throws off the connection that I have to myself and so I always have it on airplane mode so that when I wake up, I don't immediately check my phone. So the first thing I do is I either um, go to the bathroom, I wash my face, I brush my teeth. Sometimes I do tongue scraping, oil, oil pulling, and really just like prep myself to get out of bed, wear something comfy, turn on the heater. And the first thing I do is I start to make warm lemon water. And more recently, now that it's been a little bit colder, I also turn on my biomat and I make a little comfy seat for myself. So making warm lemon water. And then once every three or four days, I juice fresh celery juice and put that in the fridge as well. So 
I'll grab my warm lemon water and I add in shilajit and fulvic acid. If you don't have those things, a pinch of Celtic sea salt is also really good, but warm lemon water starts the digestion. It rehydrates you when you have a little bit of salt um, because we get really dehydrated during the night, especially if you sleep with your mouth open. So really focusing on the rehydration. And then I sit in front of my red light panel, turn it on, and I sip a little bit of my warm lemon water. And this is when I go right into breath work. And breath work for me, like especially doing it before I can even think about it, really sets me up for success. So I know breath work is something that you, you know, it takes a bit of commitment. It's not always fun when you do it. It's definitely doing work. And so the easiest thing I have found is using the open app and I'll put a link below here so you can join it for 30 days for free. They have a whole breath work session specifically focused on energy and don't get me wrong, but it's the morning. I don't want to do more than five minutes of breath work. So they have breath work practices that are anywhere from like two to six minutes and I'll switch between those. I always opt for the more energizing breath because I really want to get my mind still and to bring some more energy into my body. So I start with two to six minutes of that, and then it goes straight into meditation. So meditation also really varies for me in the morning. I tend to do deep meditations later at night. So this is really just a five to 10 minute meditation for me to connect to myself, to connect to my body. So maybe I feel into what is my body bringing today? How is it feeling? What does it need? And sometimes, you know, you might be processing dreams or you might wake up with a strange feeling. So just giving yourself some time to tune into your body and to just focus your awareness on your breath, calming down your nervous system. And then usually after a total of 10, 15 minutes of sitting behind my red light, I start sipping on some more of my lemon water and then start drinking my celery juice. So that usually, you know, preps my body. I'll have a great bowel movement, which is super, super important. Um, If you don't have a bowel movement within the first hour of waking up, you definitely want to consider doing some work on that um, because having a bowel movement straight when we wake up is just really, really important to obviously have good digestion, to release toxins. So addressing constipation is definitely part of having a good morning routine. And for those of you that have struggled with constipation or have noticed days where you might not have a bowel movement, you'll notice you'll have more brain fog, you might be more depressed, or you have more anxiety. So this is why it's so important to have good digestion in the morning. So then I usually go into either some freeform writing, so some journaling. Um, Sometimes what I'll do is um, studying and then reflecting some things. So this is really where your dedicated practice comes in. So if you're in a phase where your dedication is more towards yourself and you want to really reflect on certain dreams or things that you're moving through in your life, having a journal practice can be really important versus if your devotion is more directed outward, maybe you want to study um, a text and do some reflections on it. This is also a great 
time to maybe read a few pages in a book to just get your mind in a really, really good place before, you know, going to work or going to Instagram. So as far as Instagram, you know, once you kind of turn on your phone, because I obviously need internet to use the open app, this is really where all the distractions can come in. So a few things that I would recommend is keeping your phone on do not disturb. I literally have it on do not disturb always. I don't think I've ever taken it off in the last couple months. But you do want to at least have no notifications coming in as you're, you know, doing your meditation or just using your app for some or phone for some music. Another great way to avoid entering Instagram, and it's kind of sad that we have to do these things, but, you know, it's like we're so addicted to it and I'm guilty of that as well, is this app called Clear Space. And basically it will lock your Instagram app until you click it, it will make you exit the app to take a breath in a separate app. And then you're only allowed to go into Instagram. So you won't, um, you know, unconsciously click on Instagram in the morning and then all of a sudden you find yourself scrolling. So that's a really good app to use. Another great tool is to use downtime on your phone. So that will block off any apps that you select anywhere from, I like to do 9.30 or 10 p.m. until at least 7 or 8 a.m., so that when you do your morning routine, all those apps are still blocked. So now, you know, you've done your journaling, you feel really good. Maybe you take a shower. That's always the thing that I do to really refresh myself and wash off any stagnant energy from the night. This is when I like to go into either some form of movement practice or get um, some morning sun on my face. So I either will go for a really long morning walk and make my calls, call my mom, or I'll do some sort of free form movement. So maybe some intuitive movement, just getting some lymphatic fluid um, circulating in your body, bringing some blood flow to the separate parts of your body. Um, Or maybe you want to go straight to a workout class, a yoga class. Um, But I would highly suggest if you're someone that works out in the morning, at least going through, you know, at least 30 to 60 minutes of just quiet and calm space with yourself is something I highly advise because I've done, you know, I've done every sort of morning routine and I've noticed that for your nervous system to kind of catch up to, you know, you waking up and all the things because your cortisol is already higher in the morning. So you kind of want to balance that out with some sort of calmness and quietness versus, you know, running straight out the door, throwing your clothes on and going to a Barry's boot camp class. So definitely take that into consideration when you're prepping your morning routine. So that has been one of my favorite morning routines for a very, very long time. So obviously you can add or, you know, subtract things that don't feel good for you. I know a lot of people that love to meditate longer in the mornings. Um, I know people that don't like to do breath work. So just feel into what is a good flow for you. Then the nighttime routine is really where for me all the medicine is. So the thing with the morning routine is that I still feel, I don't know if this is like an ADD thing, but as I'm meditating, you know, I feel the weight of the day. I know that some stuff is coming. I can't just get lost in meditation for two hours versus at night when I know there's, you know, nothing but 
bedtime and sleep, I feel like I have so much space to really feel into my body. And like, if emotion wants to arise, I can like actually take the time to feel into it. So for the best nighttime routine for your circadian rhythm, you want to turn off all lights almost immediately after the sun goes down. So turning off all the blue lights and switching over to candles or to Himalayan salt lamps. Um, What I like to do is just turn my red light on and my whole room is red, or I'll do some sort of starlight projector and then having, you know, the candles and the Himalayan salt lamps. So instantly my body will know that it's nighttime and it'll start to wind down. So Then I also like to really trick my body by stimulating my senses. So I'll burn some incense. And if you do this every single night, it's kind of like, what's that experiment? I I think it's called like Pavlov's dog or something where anytime he hears the bell, you know, he'll start drooling. It's the same thing if you have a consistent practice where maybe you light some Palo Santo or you'll light some incense, your body will know that it's time to wind down. And then... What I like to do is to get on my floor. So I, this is not a a thing I'm proud of, but you know, I do a lot of my work on the couch. Um, I have a standing desk, but I don't use it as much as I should. (laughs) So I like to get off the place where I do my work and onto the space that I do my healing, which is most of the floor. So what I do is I get my space really, really cozy. I turn my biomat on. I will have, you know, I'll bring out all my tools that I'm going to use and just make the floor nice and cozy. And then I really just ask my body what it needs. And it usually starts with laying on the biomat. I have a cheese swing machine, which you can buy for like $150 on Amazon, would highly recommend. And you basically put your ankles in it and it starts to sway from side to side and it circulates the chi in your entire body. So it's for me like a psychedelic experience where you do that for 15 minutes and then the feeling in your body afterwards is so crazy. Um, But that really drops you deeply into a meditative state. So I like to start with that while I lay on my biomat so I get the infrared Um, I do turn the PEMF off because using PEMF for, you know, hours a day is really not good. And if you don't know too much about PEMF, you also might be using a setting that's too upregulating for your nervous system. So I just turn it off at night. And then, um, this is really my time where I get to spend time with my body and to talk to my body, spend time with myself So what I'll do here is really asking myself, what do you need? And sometimes that might be a stretch. Like sometimes I might be stretching or using a yoga strap to, you know, stretch up my hamstrings or I have every sort of trigger point release ball, lacrosse ball. And if I have tight shoulders, I'll roll out my shoulders or using a foam roller, I'll, you know, roll out my muscles. So really just opening up the tissues, opening up the stress and the tension that accumulates, um, over the days. And then at night you want to kind of just like open everything up. Maybe you want to take an Epsom salt bath. I do that a few times a week as well, which really is helpful with relaxing the muscles as well. And then 
again, just spending some time with your journal. So maybe as you're opening up the tissues, a lot of emotions or memories come up and you want to journal about them. You want to journal about what happened during the day, any triggers you might've had. And this is also a space for you to really tap into your emotions and to do emotional release work. And how do you do emotional release work? So obviously everything I just said is a form of emotional release. And the next layer is to just talk to your body and to feel into what arises. So if you lay on your back and you know you have a knot in your shoulder and you're rolling it out, maybe you want to start talking to it. So just visually going into that muscle, telling it that it's safe to relax, telling it that it can expand, and just listen to what it has to say. So just noticing what feelings arise in the body, noticing the feelings in your heart, in your stomach. And one really easy way to determine what emotion is stuck is by trying to name the emotion and see if it resonates in the body. So if I have a knot in my stomach and I ask myself, is this emotion joy? My body will say, no, it's not. Is this anger? No. Is this sadness? Ooh, yes. That, you know, that struck a chord. So I feel the resonance with the word sadness. So now that I've identified what's present, I can actually start to open it up. So really taking some time to open up, well, where is the sadness coming from? And maybe a person or a situation will come to mind and then you can work with that or bringing up the sadness in your body expanding more of it, allowing yourself to soften into it. And this is really a really, really, really beautiful and deep way of connecting to yourself and to your body and your senses and intuition. And from that space, right, from identifying those emotions, the blocks, the fears, the beliefs, maybe you can now flow into a meditation. And especially at night, visual meditation, like visualization, um, and my experience has been really powerful because, you know, we're kind of already in that dream state. So maybe some of the DMT gets activated within our brains and maybe we want to start to bring in some of those visualizations. So now that we visually can see where the emotions are stored in the body, maybe we can ask the body what it needs to release them or what future vision you can focus on that is going to help calm down or bringing the support and um, love that your body needs in this moment. So let's say I feel really sad because I feel lonely, right? So now I get to identify the feeling of loneliness and sadness in my body. And maybe it feels like there's a hole in my stomach. So where the visualization can come in is I can visualize an energy or a person And I don't really like to give, you know, especially when we're feeling into loneliness, I don't like to give an outside person the power to heal that. It's more like maybe it's a future version of myself. So I'll feel into my higher self that is full and that is whole and her energy will bring like softness and and calmness into this, this feeling of sadness and loneliness. 
So we're going to visually bring that energy into our bodies. Maybe you want to visualize your future, feel into the truth, into the excitement. And so the more of this energy that you bring into your body, or maybe you want to work with colors, really getting creative here, that is to me the most powerful form of meditation because we are shifting our energy, we're shifting our fields, we're healing on an energetic level, cellular level. And it's just like, you know, it's stuff that people don't tap into enough. So usually after you're done with your meditation and you'll know when you're done, this is not a thing you need to time. This is not a thing that, you know, you want to, oh, I didn't sit for 20 minutes today. It's just when your body says I'm tired or I've had enough, you'll notice Maybe you are already kind of drifting into sleep and you just want to head straight to bed. And with that feeling in your body, that feeling of safety and groundedness, you can fall right asleep usually. And so this is really where the nighttime routines are so crucial because if we spend time on our phones and, you know, like we're all revved up, of course, we're not going to fall asleep. Um, In terms of, you know, any sort of like supplement use or things you can take at night, I really like to um, use more of the herbal form. So if you're going to take anything, I like to take a lemon balm tincture or chamomile tea, lemon balm tea, really the herbs that are very, very gentle on the system that don't really counteract with any um, underlying conditions because some herbs or some, um, you know, adaptogens can be really jarring on the system or actually do more damage. So you just want to be careful with those. Um, Like for example, GABA and L-theanine gives me a panic attack, even though it should do the opposite. So just be mindful with what you're taking and trust your body's ability to do this. So I hope this episode helped you and sparked some inspiration for building out a nighttime routine or a morning routine that really, really fits your needs and to make it a more feminine approach to the very masculine routine structure by just allowing your intuition to kind of come through a little bit more. So thank you guys so much for listening to this little short episode, and we'll catch you guys next week.